This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up at 320, Coach Brant Smith, Desert Oasis head, head football coach. Desert Oasis High School came up with a victory on uh, Thursday last week, week one of the high school football season, 9-8, to eight, a tough-fought victory, but they came up with the victory, and he was voted the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week. Eventually, it's going to lead to the High School Football Coach of the Year. That award, something that the Raiders and the community and ourselves here at Raider Nation Radio 920 have all come together on and very excited about uh, each and every week. You'll hear not only the announcement of who won the award for the week, but you'll hear an interview with that coach. So coming up at 320, you'll hear from Coach Brant Smith of Desert Oasis High School, the Diamondbacks, uh, talking about the victory and talking about being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. We've heard from Ed Graney on ESPN Las Vegas, the press box, talked all things Raiders preseason, just what he's learned about the team so far. Also talked some UNLV. And then we talked to Mo Moten from Bleacher Report, also co-host of Silver and Black Tonight on the Mightier 1090 with Scott Goldbranson about his article on uh, ranking the NFL starting quarterbacks across the league. Derek Carr came in at number 13. Got a response on Twitter from my guy uh, S. Jonas NFL Photos. A real good dude. Faithful listener to Raider Nation Radio 920. He said, Q, most quarterback ranking. I put Carr above Herbert and Prescott. How can Herbert, a one-year starter, be put ahead of an eight-year starter? Potential? Okay. Stafford turns the ball over too much. I'd put Carr at 10, above all three of those guys. Top 10 offense last year. Uh, again, that's from at S. Jonas NFL Photos. And I can, I can subscribe to that. I mean, I think anyone who's listened to this show for about 12 seconds knows that I'm not a Stafford guy. And I, I let, I let uh, Mo Moten know that, that I just I don't understand why Matt Stafford always has so many excuses built in for him and his lack of wins uh, than, and Derek Carr has – you know the same amount of wins are still is 16 games under 500. They're both the, the same as far as that goes, and all the excuses are thrown out the window. I, I just don't understand it. Detroit was a very bad team for a very long time, and they still are. And the Raiders, when Derek Carr took over as a rookie, um, were a bad team then too. And you know they're building it up, building it up, and he's continued to get better each and every year under uh, John Gruden. So I understand where you're coming from, Dak Prescott. I don't know. I've seen him up up close and personal. I think he's a really good quarterback, but. I'm that's fine. I'm not going to split hairs on that. I'm okay if you don't if you don't want to put them in top ten. Don't. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Let's talk to Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? How's it going, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah, uh, I I disagree <laughs> with you, of course, with Mac. Uh, that's cool. Um, he's good. Overpaid. No well, way. everybody's he's overpaid. <laughs> Everybody's overpaid. I mean, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is overpaid, but you can get what you can get, so go for it. Right, that's what the market is. Someone's willing to take it, and that's exactly. that stupid enough to say no. Exactly. I, I say all, all the early quarterbacks are good. I mean, Justin's got the most potential, but I like Matt Shefford. He, he, it's a Detroit is where a career's going to die, and he somehow did pretty for good numbers with very little. Um, but Derek Carr, they're very, to me, they're neck and neck. Justin's got a lot of uh, potential. Uh, I think mean, when, when everything's all said and done, 
this conversation ever ends too. He'd be the best of the three. And they call back. And one more thing, a little kickback from yesterday. He was talking about all favorites. One of my favorite Raiders besides Mike, Mike Williams, and he loved the buffet table. Justin Fathers. Ah. He was tough. The injuries just saw curtail his career. Tough yeah. Kid. Huggy Bear's son. Huggy Bear's son. I remember that. Yeah, I knew you would. You know you stuff. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank, thank you for the call, Mitch. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man, Justin Fargus, Huggy Bear's son. That was always cool to uh, cool to know that little fact right there. I saw a picture that JT, I think JT tweeted it out, uh, a picture of him and Huggy Bear at the Hall of Fame. I could be lying to you, but I think that that's a picture. You just blew my mind right now. Why? I did not know that. You didn't know that about Huggy Bear? No. From Starsky and Hutch? You yeah, know I, know, I know the actor you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that's Justin Fargus' dad. Never knew. Just blew my mind. That's like a, Wow. They, we'll drop a bomb on it real quick then. <laughs> Seriously. All right, man. Let me get my bomb ready, man. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. No, if you're not ready, you're not ready. It's no, okay. You, no, you know what? No, say it again. Say it again. We're going no, to no, no. You, you, look, man. No. It's too late. It's too late. You can't go back. Let's get to the – no, you know what? I got a text. I got a text on the Sam and Ash text line that I definitely want to get to, 69187, keyword R&R, from our guy Fargo Raider. He says, my homeboy Q. I like that. I'm his homeboy. He says, uh, here I'm ecstatic to hear that we're finally going to get Cliff Branch in the Hall of Fame. That'll be my next jersey. I have my new Flores jersey waiting for Monday Night Football. I also want to ask if you're going to be available to meet the nation uh, one week uh, on, on week one – your podcast is the reason I started to actually listen to podcasts. Uh, thanks for keeping it real. Just win, baby. That's from uh, Fargo Raider. Okay, so he's saying if I'll be able to meet the nation on week one. Um, yeah, I, I do expect – I think it's going to be a crazy day, but we're working on something, Fargo Raider. I'm glad you asked that. We're working on something on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 where we're actually out there at Allegiant Stadium leading up to the start of the game from – the morning tailgate with Clay Baker to JT to myself, and then I'll pitch it back to JT and Eric Allen for the pregame show. Now, I don't know the exact logistics and exactly where we're going to be at right now, but we're working on it. So, yeah, definitely, uh, we're going to make that happen. There's absolutely no way week one's going to happen, and we're not going to be involved in it in a major way and be out there at Allegiant Stadium with arms wide open for uh, Raider Nation to come in and embrace uh, their new stadium and uh, uh, see an actual game with fans. I mean, I know we got the dress rehearsal somewhat for that, uh, that first preseason game against the Seahawks, and that was fun and all. That was cute. <laughs> but this is going to be the real deal thing. So, yeah, that's something to – get excited about i know the time is 312 we do have coach brant smith coming up at 320 tomorrow we don't have any other calls right nope nope okay good let's get to cover three real quick brought to you by nova home loans just got a couple little nuggets i want to pass along across the nfl it's time for q's cover three nfl news and notes of the day here on raider nation radio 920 and this comes down from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. The NFL informed teams today that effective immediately locker room access while players are present on game day will be limited to 50 people. And this is the downer. No media unless they're club affiliated per source. No surprise given current COVID situation, but a major impact on coverage. And I bring that. I want to lead the lead the, the cover three uh, segment off with that because that stinks. It's not something that is a surprise. I tweeted out, not a surprise, disappointing, 
because you you want to be able to bring you and provide that coverage where you get to go into the locker room, you get to talk to the players, uh, you know, following the game. What were they thinking? What were they seeing? You know, how it all shook out. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Again, not a surprise. Uh, what we did last week in L.A. at the Rams game, we went down into the media room. John Gruden came out, and then uh, there was like three or four players that followed him. And so then they talked, and so that was the select ones that talked, just like what happens at uh, media sessions uh, at practice. You know, so unfortunately, uh, you know, it's 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 up to the team who they they bring out. Usually, someone who really shined in the game had a big game. Uh, they'll 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 bring out usually the quarterback Derek Carr. They'll bring him out. Uh, there's there's multiple guys that usually are kind of the usual suspects, but still uh, stinks that officially we know that there will be no locker room access uh, throughout the 2021 season. And I'll tell you this: I said this last year when they started doing the whole Zoom call thing. I don't know if we'll ever get that back. You know, I I don't, and I'm not. You know, I don't like to speculate, but I just know that it's not. It's not mandatory when you find ways to get around it. So I don't know if teams are ever going to go back to doing that or the NFL is going to ever allow us to be back into the locker room and have that that access. I hope they do because it's great, but you just don't know. So we'll uh, we'll see on that. But that was uh, a piece of news that I wanted to bring and make sure I pass along that there will be no locker room access for the media this year. Another piece of news that I want to bring along, uh, the Jaguars rookie running back, Travis Etienne, he looks like he's going to miss the entire season. He's got that Liz Frank injury. Uh, that stinks. I hate that. Anyone who's been a Raider fan for a long time remembers Darren McFadden's issues that he had with the Liz Frank. Uh, that just stinks. That just is awful. And uh, last night, Monday Night Football, uh, you could see that he was heavily limping on the sideline. I remember they said that, oh, he's questionable to get back into the game. And then he walked. He took a couple steps. I was like, there's no way he's getting back into the game with that limp. That does not look good. Uh, he was a rookie that the Jaguars were expecting to have a, a you, you be heavily involved in the offensive game plan. And obviously, that's not going to happen. Hopefully, for that young man, he ends up being 100% healthy at some point. But uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be this season. So. So first, okay. So first, uh, first round draft pick Travis Etienne for the Jaguars does not look like he's gonna uh, be playing in 2021. Matter of fact, he only played 16 snaps so far between the first two preseason games, carrying the ball twice for three yards. So uh, very unfortunate, right there. I just saw a note that the Texans signed uh, Rasul Douglas. Yeah, they they signed Rasul Douglas. He was released by. Uh, the Raiders just the other day, and uh, so matter of fact, yesterday. And so the Texans, uh, they went and signed him. So now Russell Douglas, the veteran defensive back, is now a member of the Houston Texans. I think when the Raiders released him, it was no shock just because, well, uh, he, he was not playing very well in the preseason. Also, earlier today, the Raiders released three more players, getting back down to the 80-man number that they had to have next week at this time. They'll have to be down to 53 men. But uh, Marcel Aitman, if you're just tuning in, wide receiver, been in the league now. Uh, he's got three years of experience. This was his fourth year. Uh, he was he was waived earlier today. Also, the undrafted free agent out of West Virginia, Darius Stills, uh, the defensive tackle, he was waived. And the thing with him is he can go through waivers. Nobody can claim him. The Raiders can put him on injured reserve and basically preserve him and hold on to him and keep him in the fold, or they can give him an injury settlement and let him uh, you know, get a chance and latch on with someone else. And then Darren Lee, the linebacker that I thought was going to be probably a long shot to make the squad anyway, uh, he's been placed on injured reserve, and so he's done. So those are the three moves that the Raiders made. Now, DeMond, I know you just told me, but do we have time to play uh, the Cliff Branch audio or no? How about we save that later because we got uh, Coach Brand Smith that we got to get to at 320. 
Okay, no problem. You're hey, you're the guy in the studio. You're the one calling the shots. It's very rare that I let you have your way. So uh, I think you're right, though, with the time being uh, kind of up against it. So that'll work. Uh, that's what I got for you for Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, the very first installment of the 2021 high school football season, Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week, is Coach Brant Smith, Desert Oasis High School. The Diamondbacks, you'll hear from him, and you'll hear from him next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is now time to kick off a program that I'm very excited about, fired up about. That is the weekly announcement of the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week Award. And uh, it's going to go the entire length of the high school football season and will end with the coach being named Coach of the Year. So joining us now on the phone lines is the very first winner of the 2021 year, uh, which includes a $1,000 donation from the Raiders to the school's football program. It's Coach Braden Smith from Desert Oasis High School. And Coach, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on being the first winner of the Tom Flores Coach of the Year or Coach of the Week Award. Uh, and congrats on your team. Again, that hot, hard-fought victory, 9-8, non-conference win over Spring Valley. Uh, before we get into the win, how was it for both teams just being out there competing after being wiped out a year ago due to COVID? I mean, that was what was great for the, the kids uh, on both sides, um, to be able to get out there after a year and of not being able to compete. and um, They were very excited and ready to go, and so – um, and in spring, I'm sure Spring Valley was the same way where, you know, they were just excited to be able to play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're all trying to get back to what we like to call normalcy. And of course, high school football is is one of the major aspects of it for the players, the coaches, the communities and everything. So uh, just good to be able to see you guys be able to get out there and compete. But uh, your team, the Diamondbacks, came up with a tough fought victory. Uh, nine to eight, again, non-conference win over Spring Valley. Uh, what kind of how do you kind of break down your victory on, on how you guys came about that win? Well, the, obviously the defense played uh, had a tremendous game. Um, they uh, they had three different red zone trips where they didn't get any points, um, and so you know we bent but we didn't break in in a lot of situations. Um, and then you know Zion Gonzalez, uh, you know he's got a great leg and he he hit a forty two yard field goal to put us ahead by that one point that ended up being the margin of victory. So. Um, we'll take it. Uh, offensively, we, we're going to need to spend a little more time um, trying to gel, and it's a work in progress. Um, and so, um, you know, I have no doubts that we'll be better each week. Um, offensively and defensively well all that matters is that you got the victory at the end of the day and you mentioned Zion and his big leg 42 yard field goal kick at the end of the third quarter he had missed an extra point earlier and you know I know he wanted to come back and kind of make up for that but one how how big is that for him to be able to clear that miss from earlier and go out there and kick that big clutch kick and and have that like I said have that club in his bag to be able to connect from 42 yards Right. He's a, he's a tremendous kicker. I, um, I mean, when you watch the film, there was a bat snap and his timing was thrown off on the extra point. Um, and so he just pushed it to the right a little bit. Um, and so and it bounced off the upright and, and missed. Um, but, you know, Zion's an incredibly confident kicker. And um, I don't think he lets any disappointments or anything um, bother him. He just goes out and makes the next kick. Talk right and, now. And, and if you also um, watch the game, uh his kickoffs were tremendous as well. Um, he put uh, Spring Valley in a lot of uh, positions where we only had to defend a third of the field, and um, he did a really, really good job on kickoffs as well. 
You know, and special teams gets overlooked quite a bit. You know, we always talk offense, we talk defense, but sometimes special teams doesn't get talked about until it's something bad, you know, comes out of that. But uh, how important and how much focus do you have, especially even being a, a first-year varsity head coach, do you have on that during practice? Well, we, we spend a great deal of time on special teams. Um, we spend a half an hour every single practice on special teams. So um, we know that it's a third of the game, and so um, we, we try to really emphasize those uh, – the special teams aspect of it and we take it just as seriously as we do offense defense or anything else talking right now with coach brant smith from desert oasis high school the diamondbacks here on raider nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness and coach you mentioned improving on offense and defense you know you said that the team's going to continue to work on that it's early in the season right now it's non-conference non-district games uh, these are the games that you're trying to get better so uh, is that kind of the lesson and the and the message you keep sending to your players like hey guys yes these games are important for wins and losses but we really need to be ready when conference play starts so we've got to continue to get better right now yeah, we've always had the philosophy um, that, hey, you don't ever stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. Right. So um, we, we feel like that we have to get better every single day, and we've instilled that in our kids um, over the last four years. You know, I've been at Desert Oasis as an assistant, so um, we, we've instilled that in the kids that you get better every single day or you get worse, and we really strive to get better. How much does conditioning become a factor right now? Early on in the season, of course, 2019 or 2020, excuse me, wiped out. And then it's still really hot out. You know, guys playing multiple position, fatigue, cramps, they all kick in pretty easily. Yeah, we kind of got hit with the uh, cramp bug as well um, this past game. And um, conditioning is, is incredible. Um, you know, we have to... We have to do it, but uh, we have to do it smartly um, because it is 110 degrees outside. So um, we have to, you know, do it efficiently and and do it with some intelligence um, because we don't want to, you know, get in a situation where where a kid goes down um, over heat exhaustion or you know overexertion or something of that nature. So um, we we do condition. Um, we try to implement it into our practices. Um, we try to play fast on offense, and and then we try to um, do a lot of. Uh, you know, drills that are up-tempo on defense um, so that it's a part of practice but not actually like running 40s or something of that nature. Talking right now with Coach Brant Smith, uh, head coach there at Desert Oasis High School. And, uh, you know, Coach, as far as the conditioning, taking it a step further, uh, how important was it for the players to really do a lot of conditioning on their own before they, you know, came into the season? Just because, like you mentioned, uh, it's 110 out right now and you don't want to go too full throttle. You don't want to wear them out. But how important was it for them to come into, into camp really in, in some pretty good shape? Well, yes, we had a good summer program um, where we were able to practice in the mornings when it wasn't too hot, um, where we were able to get out there and, and lift weights and um, do some conditioning. And um, so our kids did come in in August um, in pretty good shape uh, based on our summer program where, you know, we did a lot of running in the summer and a lot of weightlifting in the summer. So um, they could be ready for August practices. And coach, we mentioned, uh, you know, the non-conference games, the games that you're continuing to try to get better as you prepare yourself for, uh, uh, you know, the, the Sunrise Mountain, Sunrise Mountain uh, when, when conference play starts. Uh, what's the process like for the next four weeks? What do you need to get accomplished? What do you need to see from your team in the next four weeks before conference play starts? Well, again, we just want to get better every day. Um, and all we ever want to be is 1-0 each week. Right. Um, and so we just, you know, I know they sound like cliches, but it really is that. Um, we're dealing with young men, 
and um, they have a lot on their plates. They have a lot of schoolwork. They have a lot of, um, you know, social distractions and, you know, and then football as well. So um, we're just really take it day by day and get better each day um, and, and push yourself each day um, and then take care of your schoolwork and, and do what you're supposed to do at home and, that's really all I look for out of my players. Um, I don't ever try to look too far ahead and, um, and I don't ever look backwards. So um, always forward and never too far forward. Right, right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and uh, uh, it's funny because a lot of people will say, oh, that's coach talk, it's coach speak, but it's honest to God truth. It's one week at a time, get a little bit better, uh, chip away, chip away each and every week. And you just hope that you're gelling at the right time of the season, you know. And, and again, conference play coming up in about four weeks for you guys. And uh, so that should be exciting for the team. Now, going back to the game, uh, you, you come up with the victory 9-8, uh, to eight, but you struggled to kind of move the ball throughout the course of the game. How satisfying was it for you and, and the team as well to be able to salt away the victory when you needed it. Go ahead and get the first downs when you needed it late in the game so you didn't have to give the ball back. Right. That was um, – I was really a little bit worried. You know, I call the defense as well, and I was just, you know, saying to myself, boy, I hope we don't have to go back out there because <laughs> I, I know you know Spring Valley is going to have something for us. Um, but, you know, I, our offense, uh, it, it – it's kind of streaky um, at the moment. So at times we're really, really good. And then at times we, we struggle a little bit. So until we learn to gel together um, and, and put drive after drive together, um, that's going to take a little bit of time. However, they came together on that drive. And I know our offense coordinator, um, Coach Stott, he he challenged them to come together and salt away this game. And they did it. And they went out and, you know, got first down after first down. And so I couldn't have been more proud of those kids. Talking right now with Desert Oasis High School head football coach, Coach Brant Smith here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, Coach, I just got a couple more questions for you this week. You talked about going 1-0 each and every week. You got the Del Sol Dragons. So what kind of challenge do you expect to encounter uh, this game coming up? Well, unfortunately, we won't be playing that game. Um, oh. Del Sol is in the COVID protocol, um, so uh, that game has been canceled. Oh so no, we, we we've gotten a bye week this week. Okay, how does how do you how do you adjust or not? How do you adjust it? You do a bye week, like you mentioned, but how, when the when the players found out that it was a, it was going to end up being a bye week, they were going to miss that game to, due to COVID. Is that almost one of those teaching moments? Like, hey, guys, we're not out of the woods yet. Right. And uh, it is. Everything's a teaching moment, you know, and and, uh, we take football as an extension of the classroom. So um, it is a teachable moment and that nothing is guaranteed in life. And so um, you've got to take or make the most of every opportunity you get. And um, we just witnessed that opportunities can be taken away from you at the you know drop of the hat so um basically you know the kids were down a little bit but we had a great practice today um and we told them you know we're gonna do a lot of competition this week and and basically hold um if you will tryouts um and and let every spot be open and up for grabs and um and see who wants it the most Right, exactly. Well, I mean, Coach, that's the best approach that you can have. It's really the only approach you can have. Uh, but good to see that, you know, you, you guys have a really good game plan. I hate that for the players. I know how much they, 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 they miss these games that they didn't have last year. I know how much they look forward to these games this year. And, Coach, before I let you go, just what does it mean – for these players, and, and not only the players, but just the community when these when these young men are out there and your guys are out there on the sideline able to play these games on Friday nights? Well, we're, we're super grateful. Um, 
you know, it, it got taken away from us. So um, it makes us realize how how grateful it is to be able to get back on the field and to be able to do the things that we love to do. Um, and the kids are like, I have more kids out at Desert Oasis this year than I think ever in the history of Desert Oasis. So um, there's more kids out. They're all excited to be a part of football again. Nice. And it just means the world to every kid. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Coach, congratulations again on the victory uh, for week one. Uh, you know, congratulations on being named Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week. You're in the running to be Coach of the Year now. But I know most importantly, and I've talked to plenty of high school coaches, I know it's about those kids, those young men and women that have the, the, the jerseys on, the helmets on, and are running out of that tunnel and are, are excited about going out there and playing and really just being a teacher and a coach. Or a coach you know, just uh, it, it's, it's more than just wins and losses. So, Coach, I definitely appreciate your time. Congratulations again. And, and good luck to you guys when you hit the field again. Thank you very much. It's a tremendous honor, and I appreciate it. There he goes right there, Coach Brant Smith, Desert Oasis High School. The Diamondbacks 1-0 on the season. Unfortunately, won't get to play this game this coming week against Del Sol because they're in COVID. And, again, just like Coach said, it's a learning uh, experience. It's letting you know a teaching moment. Hey, we are not out of the woods yet. You've got to still play it as safe as possible. So congratulations to Coach Smith uh, being the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week, being the very first one of the 2021 season. I think that's awesome. You'll hear each and every week, you'll hear the, the announcement on who the winner is going to be. You'll hear an interview with the coach, just like you heard that last one, something that I'm very excited about uh, being a part of, something the Raiders are very excited about being a part of, and I guarantee you we'll bring it to you each and every week on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And we are back live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ in Henderson. Uh, very excited about being here the last couple hours. Been a lot of fun. The show has flown by as it always does. And uh, many thanks to Coach Brant Smith from Desert Oasis High School. He joined us in the last segment to talk about being named Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And now he's in the running to be High School Football Coach of the Year. Also, I wanted to pass along that the Raiders are also doing Friday night showcases each and every Friday night. Of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 will be involved in that as well. Uh, DeMond was out at Bishop Gorman this past Friday. Uh, and this week, the showcase game is going to be uh, where is it? It's going to be Liberty, and it's going to go, and they're going to be playing Canyon Springs. And so, uh, Liberty is the defending uh, Nevada 4A state champion. Uh, they're going to be going up against the Patriots. Uh, they are the Patriots uh, hosting the Canyon Springs High of North Las Vegas. So uh, there you go. That's going to be the showcase game this Friday night. Uh, we'll definitely be out there at some capacity. Either myself, Demon, or somebody will be out there uh, to cover to check that game out and see what's going on and bring you the action as well. Had tons of stuff going on today on the show. Really can't keep up, man. I'm kind of all over the place with it. Uh, Dominic Eberly, who was released, uh, I think, last week, late last week by the Raiders, he signed with the Carolina Panthers. That news just rolled out just a few minutes ago, so that's something to get to. But then earlier in the show today, matter of fact, it was, well, actually it was during JT's shows when it was first announced, and uh, it was great hearing JT uh, being able to talk about it. But um, Raiders wide receiver Cliff Branch, former Raiders wide receiver Cliff Branch, 15-year NFL head coach Dick Vermeil were selected as a senior finalist and coach finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2022. So what that means is pretty much wide receiver Cliff Branch is going to be a shoe-in to be finally put into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And earlier today, David Baker, he made the call. Of, of course, he can't call Cliff himself since he has passed away, but he was able to call his sister. Here's that phone call. Hello. Hello, Lane. 
Elaine, this is David Baker, and I'm president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Yes, sir. And I'm calling you with some very good news, I believe. Um, we you have- know, just, the, just the fact that you stated where you're from, it is good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there may be better news in your future as well. Uh, I wanted okay. you to know that our senior uh, committee uh, met today uh, and they have deliberated all day long over some wonderful candidates, 16 in all. Uh, and I'm pleased to inform you that they have selected your brother, Cliff Branch, as the senior nominee for the class of 2022. Oh my goodness, okay. And your name again, I wanna write it down. <laughs> it's David Baker, okay? David Yes, ma'am. Okay. How do you feel about yeah. that? I'm excited um, and um, just waiting for for uh, continued good news. That's great. How do you think your brother would feel about this? Oh, he is delighted. He dreamed. He dreamed of this. Uh -huh. He wanted this so bad he could taste it. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. All, that's all he talked about was when he goes to the hall. That's all he talked about. Well, when he does, I promise you, Elaine, we will keep his legacy alive forever. And, and we, we, we look forward to meeting you soon. Uh, God bless. We'll be in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. you. Congratulations, Elaine. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Thank you, Elaine. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, if that doesn't get you a little emotional kind of tug at your heartstrings. I don't know what will. President of the Hall of Fame, David Baker, who we've had on the show uh, before the, the Hall of Fame induction of uh, Tom Flores and Charles Woodson, calls Cliff Branch's sister Elaine to notify her of Cliff's nomination as the Class of 2022 senior finalist. And as he said, good news right there. And there's more good news to come. Uh, Elaine and the family of the late, great Cliff Branch will be in Canton, Ohio, for his Hall of Fame induction once it's all rubber stamped and, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered. We'll talk to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle Hall of Fame voter on Thursday, and he'll give us all the confirmation that we need. It's going to be kind of hard to hold on until Thursday, but uh, excited to talk to John because, like I said, he will rubber stamp it and, and tell you everything that goes, the next steps, and uh, what does it mean, especially as being the senior finalist and the only, the lone senior finalist. Oh, that's just awesome. Great news. Uh, we got Vinny Bonsignor going to come up with him in just a couple seconds, get his thoughts on everything that's been going on as far as the Raiders and around the NFL. Uh, I did want to get to a couple text messages that we got on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. You take the time to send a text. I definitely want to make sure I pass that along. Uh, Tom hit us up. Tom is a frequent texter, and we definitely appreciate that, Tom. He hit us up to talk about my consistent and constant debate about Matt Stafford and Derek Carr and I'm just not a firm believer that Matt Stafford is as elite as a lot of people say he is. Uh, don't have anything uh, you know, against him. I just don't believe that he's in the category that a lot of people put him in. But he says, hey, Q, Stafford is 15-21 and 21 with games decided by 15 points or more. Carr is 3-29. and 29. That's not so close. Carr is Dalton 2.0. That's, uh, that, that's all that's needed is a top three roster to win. Again, that's from Tom. And I get that. And I tell you this about numbers all the time, and I'm not specifically talking about you, Tom. I'm just talking in general. I say this about numbers all the time. Yeah, you could say that Stafford is 15-21 and 21 with games decided by 15 points or more. Okay, great. At one, it's still a losing record. 
And two, his overall record, if you look at his, his win-loss record, he's still 16 games under 500, which is what Derek Carr is, 16 games under 500. So I don't care. I, don't, I mean, stats are, are, are unbelievable. You know, like, think about that stat you just rolled out to me. He's 15-21 and 21 with games decided by 15 points or more. I mean, we could come up with categories all day long if you want and just throw numbers in there. That's fine. Derek Carr has a great comeback record, uh, you know, his fourth quarter comebacks. He has, and I don't know the exact numbers on that. I just know it's a really good number. But, but ultimately, it's the same thing. They're both losing at some point in the game, and they have to try to will their team back to victory. Carr has been able to do it plenty of times in the fourth quarter. Stafford, great. Games decided by 15 points or more. He's 15 and 21. Great. <laughs> you're still not telling me that he's elite. And, and you're not telling me why people say he's elite. He's got arm strength. He went to Highland Park. It's from, you know, Texas high school football. I get it. I was a Texas guy for 10 years. I get it. Everything there, according to someone from Texas, will tell you is greater. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> and now, Texas high school football is awesome. I'll say that. But there's awesome players that play right here in Las Vegas. There's awesome players that play in Oakland. There's awesome players that play wherever you're from. You know, I mean, it's just I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to the Matt Stafford is that elite. Similar to what Mo Moten said earlier in the show, if he was that elite, Detroit would have won more games despite them being a bad franchise. They didn't. He's, and that's the reason why Mo had him ranked, what, number 12, Carr at 13, and Kirk Cousins at 14. Those three are always ranked, in my opinion, a lot of times near each other, those three guys. I'd take Carr out of any of those three dudes. That's just me. I would take Carr over any of those three cats. Well, the other two cats. But that's just me. But, Tom, I do appreciate the text for sure. And I got another text from Mailman Raider that I wanted to get to. Q, got a bold prediction for you. I may be jumping the gun here now with what's going on with the linebacker position, but the Raiders will have a top 10 defense and will be top five in turnovers. I think things are going to come together like some old school TV antennas on D. And <laughs> see, you used two of my sayings, but you used it wrong. <laughs> it's uh, wide open like some old school TV antennas. That's how you're supposed to say that. When you come together, it's come together like butt cheeks. So remember, those are the two different sayings. Those are you got to differentiate. You know what I mean? It's, if you're going to come together, it's like butt cheeks. But if it's if it's wide open like the old school TV antennas, that's how uh, you word that. But I understand what you're saying, and that is one hell of a bold prediction. Top ten defense and top five in turnovers I could see the top 10 defense where you're coming from because Gus Bradley's had a history of that I'll say this and I'll ask Vinny in a, in a second because I know he's standing by waiting patiently I I'm concerned with the depth on the Raiders defense I think the front line guys yes you know that they have the potential to be that but if you get a guy banged up here or a guy banged up there and someone else has to go go out especially at certain positions like the linebacker position like the safety position do you have the dogs to fill in there and, and be able to, you know, could still compete at that high level. That's my question, and that is a result of not cashing in on all the drafts that you've had the last three, four, five years where you're able to stockpile talent in the cupboard. So that would be my one question on that. But I understand with Gus Bradley's uh, his history uh, of having defenses and where they rank, I understand where you're coming from on that. Uh, and then Tom responded one more time. You're saying same losing record, and Carr played four years, so – Three and twenty-nine for Carr, but I haven't heard you mention that. Wait, you're saying same losing record and Carr played four years, so three and twenty-nine for Carr, but you haven't. Tom, you obviously don't like Derek Carr. I'm not here to defend and fight you on who's the better quarterback. I'm just telling you my preference. I we clearly understand yours. I don't know again with your numbers that you're throwing out there. Three and twenty-nine. 
whatever. <laughs> uh, you can have it. You can have that. You you won. You're one. Stafford is way better than Derek Carr, way better than Kirk Cousins. There, I said it. Just so, just so you feel better about this conversation. My point is they're very similar. That's all I'm saying. I know that your numbers don't dress up to say that they, they're very similar, but ultimately in the eye test, what I see on Sunday, what I see on Monday, what I see on Thursday, I see two guys that are eerily similar. Numbers be damned. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There's built-in excuses for Stafford. Why not those built-in excuses? Why do they not qualify for Carr? That's all I'm asking. I don't believe that I'm actually even getting upset about this conversation, but now I'm like fired up because this is a circle that we're going in, and it's just like a circle. It's never-ending. All right. Let's move on. No, he clapped back that quick. I love that he's such an active listener that he's texting back in real time to what okay. you're saying. Oh, my jeez. Never said Stafford is Rodgers level. I never even brought up Aaron Rodgers. Don't know where we're getting that conversation from. I'm just saying he's clumped in with the lead all the time. All right, so back to Tom's text. Never said Stafford is Rodgers level, but bigger jump over Carr than at the same level. If fumbles don't count, then take Carr. Took Carr eight years to average uh, eight ar- attempts a yard or eight yards attempt. Okay, I've been the I've been the first one that's been pounding the table for Derek Carr to protect the ball in the in the pocket. And I'm sorry, Vinny, I got you holding on, but I, I, got, I can't ignore these texts. Uh, I've been saying that for the longest. I said last year he needed to run the rock more, uh, keep the play alive with his feet. He's done that. Uh, every year under Gruden, he's found something to get better at. And yes, it's taken him eight years. I get it. Fine. But what has Matt Stafford done in that eight years' time that has been so overwhelming? And I hate that it sounds like I'm a Matt Stafford hater. I'm not. I just think that he gets a built-in excuse and Carr doesn't. That's all I'm saying. He gets lumped in with elite category of quarterback a lot. Not necessarily saying from you, Tom, but from a lot of people. <laughs> I got everyone here at the facility looking at me like, what is this dude flipping out for? But that's just what it is. <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's all I got. That's all I got. Let me go out to Vinny Bonsignor coming up in the huddle with Lincoln Kennedy next. Vinny, how you doing today, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, talking to some uh, some Rams folks, they are ecstatic with Matthew Stafford. Um, I mean, I'm just – they're raving about Matthew Stafford. So it'll be interesting to see – this is put-up or shut-up time for Matt Stafford. And I think right. he's going to put up without question. And I think around a good team with a much better defense, much better infrastructure, much better coaching, much better stability, much better protection, many more weapons all over the field – uh, he's going to put up, and I think he's going to distinguish himself as a. You know, obviously he's not Patrick Mahomes and he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's he's up in that higher top ten as far as I'm concerned. And I think he's going to finally have a chance to finally prove it. And that's not taking away anything away from Derek Carr. Derek Carr got his team to what thirteen and three one year when he was healthy, um, or somewhere along in that area. So you put a good team around Derek Carr. He's going to do good things as well, but I'm anxious and excited almost to see uh, Matthew Stafford in a situation that's much more conducive to him and much more complimentary of him. I think he's an elite quarterback. Okay, and and, and that's and that's fine. I'm just saying it he's hasn't been, been horrible situation. He's been in really bad situations. Right, exactly. But it, that's what I'm saying. We're all, when we say that he's an elite quarterback or that he's in this category, it's in anticipation because we haven't seen it. Do the Detroit Lions win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, everything else being equal? I don't think so. Yeah. 
And that's how bad it's been. And that's, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. And you put him on any number of good teams, and he wins a Super Bowl with you know, uh, some of these other, uh, other teams. Right. But the fact that you just said that he wouldn't win a Super Bowl with the Detroit Lions pretty much says everything about the Detroit Lions. Right, they but no, can't... Yeah, can on your side now. Wait, can't... hold on. No, but l- hold on, Devon. Hold on, hold on. But my question is, would Patrick Mahomes, especially the early years of Derek Carr with the Raiders, would he have won a Super Bowl with the Raiders? Uh, no, not at all. Well, he, no, <laughs> That's my no, point. That's no. what I'm saying. It's but all the, mean, it's all the mean, same. That doesn't that doesn't make him the same. That doesn't make Derek Carr the same quarterback or or the same guy as Matthew Stafford. Not a lot of time. You know, I, he was. Except the fact that they were both in bad situations. That, that's what I'm. That's my it. point right there. That's all. That's the only I, thing it, I'm trying to say is both situations were bad. Yes, exactly. And I think if you, they're both. And I do. Th- I do think that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Um, and that's not taking anything away from Derek Carr. Or taking shots at Derek Carr. I just that's that's what it is. Um, but I think both obviously would be better served and are more than like Derek Carr is more than competent and more than talented enough to get a good team pretty darn far so but you know if you're talking about a one game situation everything being equal uh you know uh both two teams let's say matthew stafford played Derek carr everything else is equal uh in 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 a, in a super bowl i think matthew stafford has a better chance to win that super bowl than, than Derek carr everything else being equal i mean you know and we'll see this year you know what i mean there's there's going to be a, a a lot this year stafford has a lot of expectations now in la with sean mcveigh and all the talent like you mentioned uh so if he goes out there and they go and win the nfc west and they make a deep run in the playoffs then everything i've said doesn't matter but if they don't make the playoffs and they have a uh somewhat okay ho-hum jared goff type season then we go back and revisit this conversation and, and let's not let's not forget and, and i'm not trying to bash Derek Carr, but He's had issues in cold weather, going on the road in cold weather. I don't, I, you know, uh, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't hear those type of things about about a Matthew Stafford. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Or the turnover factors. Yeah, he played uh, in Detroit, though. So I, I but I understand but what you're saying. Indoors. I'm talking about going out to Green Bay, like where right. they're egregious. Right, you know, that's like, true. Like there's egregious type stuff. Gotcha. And I, again, a lot of it has to do with the team that he plays on. But there's also some performance issues that he still has to prove to me and to other people this year because now that there's fans back in the – it's one thing to go into Arrowhead Stadium in a quiet stadium when it wasn't all that cold uh, and play the way Derek Carr did. There's no question about it. But I think think fans want to see him do it now with fans out there. Uh, you know, uh, creating havoc for him and in cold weather and seeing if he could repeat that this year under those circumstances with fans in the stands. Good stuff. Good stuff. No, I definitely, definitely appreciate it. It's always a fun conversation. Just gets yeah, a little, no little, little heated. And a final text <laughs> from Tom, and then I'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy coming up in the huddle. Tom said, LOL, good show, Q. You said Stafford is an elite. Rogers is elite. Carr is closer to Dalton than being elite. Uh, I don't think Stafford's elite, but that's a, another conversation. Uh, and then he said, watch Stafford throw the rock. Does he dink and dunk or sling the rock? As a passer, what a, what's a quarterback? He's a better quarterback than Carr. Carr is Dalton 2.0. That's all. And that's from Tom. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate all the feedback. In the huddles coming up next, Lincoln Kennedy and Vinny Bonsignor are going to take you home strong as they always do. Can't wait to listen to a fantastic show. I'll be back in studio tomorrow. This is Unnecessary Roughness on the flagship station for your Las Vegas Raiders, Raider Nation Radio 920.